0: And it's just a matter of how customized it's going to be based on the price point. So there's really something for everybody. Thank you, guys. Let's get on into the episode. Yeah, JD. All right, so let's talk about just your journey in martial arts, how it got started, what brought you into the gym, and then we'll talk more about the um, the fun other side of it, working with the team.
1: I was 21 when I got into martial arts. My first one was jujitsu, and the story is a little anticlimactic. I ran into a friend of mine from high school. Her boyfriend's a brown boat. He's opening up his first school. I thought Brazilian Jiu Jitsu was a kind of dog. That's not a joke. <laughs> that's awesome. He's like, I got Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. I was like, oh, cool. How old is it? That's, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's <awesome. laughs> but he's like, you're an athletic kid. Come try it out. I was all right, cool. I yeah. uh, showed up and on my first night, a 67 year old purple boat choked me unconscious. So I woke up and thought, all right, got to learn how to do this. Clearly, this is important. Clearly there's layers here. Uh, and uh, I, I, he just like, oh, I fell in love with it. But I kind of did. It was just something, it was a different way to stay active. I was a big trail runner. That was my main exercise before that. It was very different from, from jiu-jitsu. And from there I was like, well, what happens if we're on our feet? oh, well, what happens if he's going to punch me? And it's, it's got an MMA from jiu-jitsu, which I feel like is a pretty common yeah. path to take.
0: I would happen to agree. That that was my path. Yeah. Jiu-Jitsu first and then – well, I guess technically Taekwondo. Anyways, not about me. Let's bring it back around. So that's – what state was that in? Sorry. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on where, where – That you was were. in
1: Bristol, Virginia.
0: Bam, Virginia. Right. All right. So I remember we had talked about this prior, and that's why I thought it was really important to get you on because I wanted to not just talk about your journey but also your the cerebral side and how your mind looks at it and we'll get into that too. So Virginia now – Come to Asheville. How do you come across Rogue?
1: I was guy, so I moved to Asheville for a job, and I actually no longer have that job. Fun fact. Better job. Better job, but come here looking for a place to train while I'm in town. I actually started out at another spot across the way. I ended up really not getting along with the people there. Different cultures, different kind of thing. Hopped on Google. Ooh, let's
0: hit the brakes real quick. So I think that's important thing you talk about culture of a gym yeah um actually so I, I just wanted to highlight that we'll come back to that but continue so right that's good
1: i want to use a pink highlighter there, yes that's okay cool. circle it back around yeah so uh rogue was like number two on the google list i said like, all right i'll call I'll see if i get along better with these guys brian and i actually really hit it off on that phone call came down trained signed up after
0: that fast forward oh. a little bit now i'm working here yeah that's awesome part that's my favorite part i think is just what brings people in and then what kind of keeps them too. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to kind of like, since we hit the breaks on the culture side, I wanted to come back to that and talk a little bit more about just, you know, what that meant to you and how I, cause I like to highlight this a lot. Cause I think that's an important part for people that are either interested in martial arts or already into it. And just something that I think is one of the most important parts to it. You know what I mean? Because I think another piece of it is a lot of times people come into the gym night. I would say 80, 90% of the people that come into the gym aren't just coming in for the fitness side. Yes, that's a part of it, but there's usually something more to it. So I thought the culture part of it was important. And I kind of wanted to dive more into besides, you know, hitting off with Brian and, and that part of it, but more to the entire culture of this place and from your eyes.
1: Yeah. Well, there's so the a very scientific reason that martial arts build strong communities, right? We're all working towards one goal. We're all sweating. We're all exercising together. That all releases oxytocin. We build those bonds based off of that. That's why a mother loves her child. But more than that, there's, Rogue's a little bit of a misfits gallery in a yeah. lot of ways. It's, there's definitely a bunch of different broken toys from all over that find their way here. It's the other place I was at was they held more traditional martial arts values. There's, what does that mean? It means different things to different people. Um, deification of instructors the the sort of I don't want to say respect but ritual side of things you yeah. bow before you get on the like mat bowing onto the mat bowing off turn the mat. away when you pace the tie your belt that kind of thing which I don't think there's anything wrong with any of that but that's just not quite what I'm into I was more into learning the craft the the martial art itself how to apply it in different scenarios there's a really loose this place is a lot like dicking around with your wrestling buddies in high yeah. school I feel like and that's good that's something that I was looking for and I think that's what draws people here and I think that's also can be what pushes people away from here it's some people do like that really traditional martial arts value where you bow when you get on the mat and you look away at a tiger belt and all that sort of stuff it's it's different stuff for different people and I fell in better here than I did the other place that's what it comes down to um
0: yeah, I, I think that's a good point. And I, I think part to that too is what I like that stems from our environment and that what Johnny and Brian and us as a coaching team and you have been able to create here and, can, and the members in general create is – At the end of the day, I think there's a really important question, like, does it work or does it not? Sometimes, and this is not always the case in all traditional places, but usually, especially in traditional martial art, you'll see these videos pop up on YouTube or anything like that, where it's like, again, going to the deification of your instructor or, like, seeing them on another level, which, from a skill standpoint, they are, right? But they're still a person at the end of the day, and I think... Not calling them on shit, but recognizing, hey, does this legitimately work or not? Just because they have more skill, just because I says because so. And I even like when people ask questions as a coach, like I want to be questioned because I want to know if it works and and have that real life experience. And you don't have to fight in that sense to know it works, but to know we're going to, we're going to test it. We're going to check it. We're going to know, and we'll call BS if necessary that yeah, makes sense yeah
1: absolutely and one thing that this place does differently than a lot of other spots I've, I've been traveling around since i've been getting more into this and getting a bunch of different looks from other places rogue is really good about avoiding that here is our master's style kind of thing not everyone here rolls like johnny or fights like you do when they're stand up and that just that comes from the coaches here understanding different body mechanics right like, how tall are you? Yeah, six foot. So, yeah, I'm five foot six. Like, we're not going to do the same things. Right. There's no sense of trying to pressure me. I also weigh 140 pounds. Like, so a ways, solid 200 plus. Someone who yeah, so weighs like 210 is not going to do the same shit that I'm going to do. Right. Guys here are very good about, here's what we're trying to do. Here's what's going to be in your way. Here's how you can use what you've got to get what's in your way out of the way. That's, that's very much the row ethos when I think of how we struck like the flow system that we do here. Yeah, starts with that. But there's no, this is the technique that works. And it's not this is what Johnny would do. So this is what works. This is what Brian would do. So this is what works. It's, this is what's in your way. Here's different ways to get it out of the way. Figure what's gonna work out for you. And then we can build from there.
0: I think that's a great point. Actually, I think that the ability to not just make everyone be a version of yourself, and recognizing that, hey, this is what you need. Like, for example, like if we think of Johnny, at least when I think of Johnny, I think takedowns, pressure, passing heavy, all that leg lot, all that fun stuff. Smash. Yeah, yeah. but that doesn't mean, like, I've seen Johnny work butterfly guard. I've seen him work half guard to improve, but also recognizing, like, hey, Corey, for example, may need a different style. And there will be times where takedowns and all that stuff, but, hey, how do we improve your guard game or other things that are going to be a strong suit for you? And that's a huge value for sure. So I, I think that other piece to that, and especially saying, you know, going to other gyms, talk to just what it's been like to transition from being a member to now being on the other side, being on the staff side and employee side, and just embodying it from another perspective and also being able to go to Alabama and Teth Planet, uh, Decatur, and, and all the other things that come with that and what you've seen from those perspectives.
1: It's been really cool, a little bit weird, but ultimately super valuable in the long run. Like getting to go down to Decatur and meet Brandon McCaffrey, or go to Huntsville and meet Daniel O'Brien, who's actually just up here for a seminar. Mm -hmm. All these really high-level guys that someone at Johnny O'Brien's level has made a connection with. Matt Scaff, one of my favorite people that I met doing this whole thing. Yeah, someone with my sort of time invested. So I started when I was 21. I'm 23 now doesn't generally make these connections in the way that someone like johnny who's got 20 years of doing this will and it's cool to just have that extended to you by virtue of showing up putting work in and being cool the logistics side of things as far as going from someone who is a member of this gym to someone who manages all the members of this gym kind of weird um you have to throw up Barriers for relationships that you didn't have to before. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, that kind of yeah,
0: that's another good
1: point. Which I was admit i stumbled with a little bit. I tend to be a really open person, and I can't complain about survey results to the people that I'm taking the survey from now. That kind of thing. Yeah, but it's—it's it's fun. It's a challenge. It's different. Um, I'm always sort of oh, this is kind of uncomfortable. I better hang out here for a little while and figure that out. Whether that's new jujitsu stuff or that's like oh, this is work-life balance that I've got to figure out yeah in a new way, because I don't know if you guys are familiar with the the third place right there's the idea of you have your work, you have your home, and then you have the third place which you go to do sure. so before this was my third place, and now oh. it's become my work, so I'm having to find a new third place it's
0: a different dynamic,
1: yeah, it's a very different dynamic it's this is no longer what I'm doing to kind of get away from
0: stressors from work or life or whatever yeah, have yeah it's
1: it's it's built into which i think is a good thing i'm getting much better training than i would have otherwise i think of this as kind of a trade yeah you know, so i'm in my apprenticeship now as far as running a gym goes and learning jiu-jitsu and fight game and yeah that sort of thing but i'm having to find other outlets for, for the third place
0: Dude, that's actually a really strong point that I I don't think I've ever talked to anyone about or had brought up in that sense. And that's what I think is really interesting and why I thought it was really important to have you on the podcast, not just because from the experience, especially someone going into a gym for the first time and looking at all the obstacles that could potentially be there, the transition from being a member to making that like a career move, but things like that, the way your mind works and talking about like, hey, there's that third place. Like, yeah, I don't think I, I mean... I, this is how I look at it, and I that, and I never really thought of it in this sense, but this is how I'm thinking about it now. The third place to me is like, obviously, so I coach out of the gym, but I still have other dynamics, like I'll do my weight training. So maybe that's part of it, but it's still the same environment. Do you look at it maybe striking to be that maybe piece, but it's still, again, under the same roof? So I don't know if it can really qualify because it's technically not a third place, right? Or, or separate space, if that makes sense. No,
1: I think absolutely it being its own uh, – it has to be a place for it to qualify as a third place right? Like if you work from home that's your still your still... first and second place and then you have to go somewhere else to do the thing so yeah I absolutely love learning to kickbox and all that kind of stuff and fold that into wrestling and jujitsu. but that doesn't yeah, it's still that's, rogue yeah it's, yeah, it's, it's still, still rogue. what is effectively oh, worked shit. out um, about that. that's kind of the biggest challenge I ran into with this whole thing is is having to find mm-hmm. some other thing to do where you make friends and not have to be who you are When you're at work Or when you're Yeah at Have like, to
0: be a professional Yeah All the time Very
1: different things And again Admittedly I've stumbled With that a little bit But I think that's a part of it
0: And I gotta be honest with you man Like especially you say that Like I, I definitely can find myself At times still struggling with that There'll be days where like and there's nothing against members or people that we train with, but like there'll be some days I just want to work out, put my headphones in, not talk to anybody, not coach anyone, not try and worry about stuff like that. And I would never want anyone to not want to walk up to me and ask me questions. So I invite that at the same time. So I would never say, Hey, I'm trying to work out, leave me alone. And even if you see me with headphones in and you do have a question, ask me, I don't want that to deter people, but I never thought of that point. And I think that's a really, actually a great point for anyone. Cause there's a lot of people too, that kind of have that hybrid balance of, you know, I think of all the coaches I've ever worked with or even a lot of the fighters and things like that. Like even looking at at Phil, like, you know, obviously coach Sear fights, all that fun stuff. At least he does kind of go to another gym for weight training. So that might be a third place, but that's a really good point that I think is something people could think about too. And kind of I'll backtrack a little bit, going to the point of speaking again to share with people that are listening that maybe haven't started martial arts on how you face the initial kind of, not fear, but potential intimidation of walking into a new place to find your third place in the first place. When your 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 friend, um, that's the I'm sorry, your your friend's significant other that kind of went in and said, "Hey, come check this out. It's not a dog. It's Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, the grappling." What was your initial thoughts? Was there intimidation? What was hesitation? Anything like that? Talk to us about that for a second.
1: Can I shout him out real
0: quick? Yeah, uh, he still
1: runs the school. Logan yeah. Griffin. He yeah, runs, Logan. Uh, He's got three schools in Bristol, uh, Bristol Johnson City, and Kingsport, Tennessee. Nice. If you guys are in that area, go check them out. They're really good. Um, the initial intimidation, I kind of – I didn't know enough about it to be intimidated, if that makes sense. I was, yeah. I, I really didn't know what Brazilian jiu-jitsu was. It was kind of the second class that was harder. Oh. Because I got smashed in that first one. And I'm like, okay, do I, I got to walk back into that now. I'm going to get beat up again. Oh. But it's, As far as community goes, they're open and welcoming. They're like, yeah, man, you don't know anything? That's cool. Just pay attention. That's really kind of all we ask. And I think that's what you should... The goal you should set for yourself anytime you're walking into a new thing. It is totally okay to not know dick about what you're about to go try. But you got to be aware that you don't. That that open-mindedness is key. Like, okay, I'm going to go to an open mic night tonight. Or I'm going to go... I signed up for an interest meeting at this club or whatever it is you're trying to get First day of into, class. Yeah, first day of a class, right? Maybe you're picking up a night class or something like that. Cool. Just go into it with the understanding that you don't know. Even if you have familiarity with the subject matter, you don't know this environment, you don't know these people, be open-minded. Set sort of the lowest expectation you possibly can for it and then be pleasantly surprised.
0: So would it make sense if I kind of like make that analogy and Bruce Lee's used this in other martial arts or people use this of having an empty cup? And the idea of like empty your cup out. So whether it's another martial art, another athletic skill, because sometimes that's something I see and people say, oh, well, I don't have any martial arts experience. And I actually, sometimes I look forward to having those people in class because they have an empty cup. They don't have bad habits. And again, that's no disrespect to any other martial art because even Muay Thai could have a quote unquote bad habit going to a Taekwondo style or another style. So it's all about the style and how it works. I obviously think our style is the most effective as far as what we're trying to apply it towards um, from a combat and even a fitness perspective. Um, but I was obviously biased and I tried to grow it along that way, but yeah, I think that's another kind of part that you just mentioned. And, and the other thing I wanted to ask is like, what did, did you kind of have a checklist? Cause I, I've even talked about in prior podcasts, like what to look for when you're looking at gyms or a, an academy or school, whatever you want to call it. Did you have anything in your mind when you came to after being at a jujitsu school and kind of knowing what you liked and what you didn't like? Certain things you definitely wanted to have or you realized once you were there like from again a clicking perspective from the culture or is there like hey I need to have this amount of people I need a a black belt I need or or, I need this amount of competition or we need to have bathroom whatever whatever the checklist may look like for you. Was there anything like that?
1: I didn't have anything written down but I I think I was certainly aware of what I liked and what I didn't like Logan and… Taylor, his brother, I'm going to shout him out too. They were both great about, oh, cool, you're a one-week white belt. Sweet. You can roll with the – Logan's a black belt now. He since got promoted. You yeah. can roll with all of our hall-level guys or ask anyone a question, right? There's no, you have to call me by this title, that kind of thing. That's And I was certainly looking for more of that. I like that openness. That's a different kind of respect than you would get if you have to address someone with a certain title. And, I, again, I don't think that's wrong, but I like – the idea that, okay, you don't know as much as whoever runs this place does. They right. have more experience than you do, but it, that experience is open to you. And it, it feels like it can be shut off a little bit when you have to call this guy professor, or you have to call this guy sensei, or something like that. If you can just One. walk up to Johnny or Mike and ask them, that it feels like that well of expertise is a bit more open to you. That was really the only thing that I was looking for, and that was actually the barrier that I kind of ran into at the other place I tried. Was oh, oh, well, there's, there's a, there's a gap between us, right? There's some and like almost like a
0: hierarchy, maybe.
1: Yeah, I would say a caste. System. Yeah, oh, yeah, I would you go saying, as far as to say that.
0: Yeah, that's, and I and think that's that another a way really to look big at big
1: problem, it. Not to cut you off, I'm sorry. No, that no. could be a really big problem
0: with a lot of places. Um, yeah, I think that's a great way to put it. Again, looking at that, and then the balance of even this is how i think of it is like even from day 1 we teach everyone everything i'm not let me rephrase that there's no like hey i don't want you to learn the secret sauce that we have mm-hmm. because you haven't earned it kind of a deal which i understand to an extent like i'm not going to show a day one person how to throw a spinning hook kick because of technique and foundational stuff but i'm also going to not just hold things back because i don't either trust you or be i'm worried you're going to leave that i think that's very interesting like and, and not to hate on on certain aspects of certain parts of the families of Gracie's and different dynamics of Gracie Baja or anything. And I have friends that run schools that are Gracie Bajas, and I have friends, I've trained at Gracie Bajas. I'm a Gracie lineage person from Henzo Gracie and the, all the way down. But I think the interesting dynamics in some places and how they look at it is, you know, it's not like us first them. Mm-hmm. And I understand, like, especially from a Gracie perspective, like when they first started too, it wasn't us first them. Like there yeah. was like, hey, we're calling everyone out that we have the best thing. Yeah. Come prove we don't. And I think that's first kind of UFC. leaked. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of leaked down and there's other variables, but like you sh- in my opinion, we shouldn't be worried about, well, if you go to another gym, you're gonna leave us? Well then what's wrong with our gym that you're gonna want to leave in the first place, right?
1: Yeah, oh no, that's that's cross training different places is a huge part of it. That's and Rogue's very, very open to that. That's yeah. one thing that drew me there. Like, oh, okay, cool. Go out, learn new things. Brian says this all the time, go out and learn new things, but if you learn something great, bring it back. Yeah. It's it's I think that Kind of goes back to the deification of instructors thing. It's like, oh, I showed you my five point exploding heart technique, now you're just gonna run out somewhere else and do it. Like, no, kind of, but no, it, it's I want to spread all this good knowledge that I've got. Rising tide floats all ships. That kind of thing.
0: Dingo. So where do you kind of see it going now? Because one thing I think is really interesting about Rogue, and I'm, I'm really kind of just excited to be a part of this family and I've seen be successful with other not only facilities but professionals and, and, and just successful people, is kind of having goals in a direction of where we want it to go. Um, it's really been cool to see Johnny grow as a business owner too over the last two years and, and Brian and everyone evolve into the roles that they have. Um, But where do you see yourself, not just in here from the the employee side, but even from a practitioner side on where you'd like it to go and and some thoughts to three months, two years, somewhere down that line, where it goes and what you'd like to get out of it.
1: Ultimately, I'd love to coach. I've always been one of those people that learns about something and wants to share it. But I think it's absolutely imperative to have the best understanding of something that you can and to understand that that's always going to change. But You don't always know everything about whatever it is you're trying to teach. It doesn't matter what your subject is. So for me, I'm at the point where I'm just trying to learn as much as I can about this kind of stuff. That's, again, at first it was jujitsu, jitsu but that's why I started wrestling and kickboxing, was to have a greater understanding of, oh, okay, well, if someone's trying to punch me, here's how I can still have full guard, but keep myself safe there. Here's how I deal with strikes from the bottom, that sort of thing. Yeah. That also extends to understanding every aspect of competition, I think. So here's just jujitsu, straight sport, in the gi competition. Here's submission fighting. Here's MMA. That all carries on into having a greater understanding of what I would ultimately like to teach. So that's where I'm at, is I want to grow my knowledge base so that I can start sharing with other people.
0: Now, uh, something I always think that's interesting is the idea... Whether I don't, I don't think it's necessarily true or false in any situation, but the idea of things have to be tested via competition, and I think sometimes I think it's more applicable than others. Um, I think that to be a coach, you know, sometimes people think of cornerman, for example, in fighting, you, you know, you have to be this certain level of a fighter to be able to coach others. Which I, I perfect examples of different things you take from boxing or kickboxing or muay thai. That's not true or not the case, um, even in grappling, but like, where do you, do you ever feel pressure that you have to compete at a certain level to be a coach? Or do you just do it because you enjoy it and then the coaching will come with it and all the other things come with it? Does that make sense?
1: That makes perfect sense. I think that the only way to know if something actually works is pressure. I'm going to differentiate that from competition. However, I'm also going to say that I do just like competing. I'm a competitive person. I want to know that what I'm practicing what I drill and what I try to roll in the gym works against other people who aren't familiar with my game, whose games I'm not familiar with, yeah. et, cetera, et cetera, on down the line. Again, that's why MMA interests me. It's, well, can I jujitsu people that are trying to kick me in my face when I'm on the bottom? Yeah. Let's find out. Pressure is different than strict competition. However, I will say that competition is a really good way to find out. That's, that's a good kind of pressure to put on something, right? There's someone yeah. resisting you, it's active. It's no different than if you... Want to say that you're a really good cook, so you get a line job on a kitchen somewhere. That's a that's another kind of pressure. Oh, okay. There, or point. um, like relate related to the military for a second. So there's sort of two paths to become an officer in the military. You can go to officer school, or someone can see you perform to some degree of outstanding excellence and promote you to an officer. Which guy has the better qualifications? Well, that mm. kind of depends on which one's been tested the most. Different kinds of pressure. Off to school is one kind, field pressure is another. Pressure is good. I don't necessarily think competition is the only way to pressure something though. I think it's a very good way, but the cornerman who's never had a fight, or the coach who just has a really deep, theoretical understanding of the fight game, as long as they've been pressured, testing that the entire time, I think they can be just as effective as someone who scrapped their way up as a boxer and is now head coach in a gym somewhere.
0: Yeah. Um, So kind of going back to that, that part of the question of like, so obviously you like to compete because you enjoy it. Is there any pressure for you on that end of it? Not from competition in yourself pressure for your own goals, but knowing that you want to coach, do you feel like part of the competition has to yield something in order to do that? Or do you think they're kind of independent of one? Obviously they're related in the sense of the skills you gain, but do you feel any pressure to compete and have a certain level of success because you want to coach?
1: yeah well uh, to me that's just a great way to prove that what you know is valid here's X amount of accomplishments that I've done using this knowledge base that I'm trying to give you and you can use that as a currency to sort of buy trust a little bit okay yeah that's sort of how I look at that right like I wouldn't having just said everything that I did about there's a very you test something sort of very theoretically and there's also the actual sort of field experience if you gave me two firemen And you tell me this guy's ran into a house before, and this guy's read every book about running into a house before. I want the guy who's ran into the house before. Right. That's uh, to sort of set up my own objective argument. There, I am going to say that I would rather have the guy who's fought and been in the cage or the ring or on the mats in my corner than I would the guy who's read every book about it. Hopefully, the guy who's fought also read a lot of those same books, though.
0: Yeah, it's actually
1: a good point. Yeah, it's. I don't think there's any one way to arrive at success in that field but i do think that actually going out and trying it is what works best for me it seems to work best for a lot of other people
0: yeah and i think that's the cool thing at least about grappling and martial arts in general is there's a lot of opportunity to test it and specifically grappling you can test it at a high level frequently enough where the risk of injury isn't the same as and i think that there's there's different aspects to striking too like that you can test it. And that's why I think it's cool about like, you know, sparring tournaments or, or point tournaments, whatever you want to call them. And initially when I first, started, I never had done that, honestly, or heard of it until I moved to North Carolina. saw so I was something here and I don't think it's just North Carolina. I just think I wasn't as involved in, it in other places. Um, and I always felt like striking is going to be a fight. Like I'm trying to kill you. You're trying to kill me, which there's value to that. And there's again, test it under pressure but I think that also looking at how can I implement this technique and reduce my injury risk and those things related is also another aspect. But again, that's a whole nother conversation for a whole nother day. Um, what I thought was important is just kind of having you come and, and break stuff down because I'm really intrigued by how your mind looks at things and breaks things down. I thought it'd be valuable to all the listeners there. Um, and we're definitely gonna have to have you get back, um, to just dive into a whole bunch of other fun stuff. But before we go, I wanted to also give you the platform, talk about, eight, whether if you had a specific takeaway message, or something because I think that what I always find valuable, sometimes I forget, not that I've been doing this for so long, I'm so great, but I sometimes lose my connection to what it was like for me the first day. And not that obviously it's been years, so it's sometimes you can lose that too, but if you're a little closer and you see it not only from your eyes, but other people's eyes coming in the door every day. So anything to the people listening that I think about training or doing it or coming into the gym, any words of wisdom or input you'd give them or anything like that, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I kind of hit on it earlier. Keep an open mind with anything that you're going to do. Definitely have goals and ideas when you walk into the door, but let those be subject to change as you're gaining new information. Like I just said, I love competing and that's something that I strive for throughout the year. I'm always working to get better. I never came into this with any desire for competition. I thought this was going to be a fun way to work out and get to put on a stupid pair of pajamas Whoa. at six in the morning, which is when class was in the other place. If you're the kind of person who comes into it and you're like, yeah, I somehow found an ADCC clip on YouTube and I want to do that. And then you get there and you realize, actually just sort of tricking in the gi is more fun for me, cool, do that. Or yeah. if you get into kickboxing and then you see a bunch of um, kata somewhere online and you want to switch to more traditional Taekwondo or karate, you do that. Or yeah. if you come in, to wrestle and then find tai chi martial arts is such a big thing it doesn't have to be a combat sport it doesn't have to be the more performative side of stuff figure out what version of it works for you take in new information as often as you can and then build your version of it boom what better suits your goals right? and do that with anything like don't don't assume that you have to take
0: everything for the entirety of what it is it, it let it be what it is to you JD, dropping knowledge, y'all. I hope you guys are taking notes on that. If not, you got to listen back to hear what you just said or what probably he just said. Hopefully these are get recorded. Though. Yeah, yeah, that's why we can circle back around. Um, so, JD, if people like I – th- I think that not only they're probably going to appreciate what you have to say, but they might want to hear other stuff and you put out some cool stuff. So we're going to have your social media below, but also let them know for them that those that want to just follow it right now and for whatever reason don't want to actually click the link, they want to type it in. Cause it's more fun that way
1: Yeah, it's more fun you get to hear the keyboard clack uh instagram <laughs> probably the best one to get a hold of me uh jd underscore pip underscore scarborough i will answer any message that anyone has please feel free to reach out at any time i love doing stuff like that it's fun it's actually set aside time in my day to talk Do that. To idiots online about stuff <laughs> it's, fun. it's fun yeah i love it <laughs> um uh, other than that i'm not too active on most other ones instagram is the best way
0: Woo! so we're going after the instagram yes sir and then if we're in Asheville and we want to come in at rogue talk to you about training all that fun stuff i'll obviously put the link below but what do you think is the best way because a lot of times they're either going to talk to you or brian probably Uh right
1: yeah it's mostly me actually brian sort of likes to hand off the reins um the numbers on the website calls come in do whatever you got to do to get down here. I will answer any and all questions you have. I spend all day doing that. Nothing's a dumb question. I love beginners. I love first-timers. I love people who are coming from other stuff. Come check us out. We'll come get a class, and we'll see if we can get you down
0: here. Whoa. And if you guys don't feel comfortable talking to JD, I don't know who you're going to feel comfortable talking to because I got to be honest, man. I've heard you talk to a lot of people on the phone. I'm like... JD's got a skill, man. He'll like You're, you're good with people, and I, I appreciate that. And I appreciate you taking the time, especially after. Just so you guys understand, this is after a class. It's the end of the day. I last-minute asked JD to jump on this because we've been trying to plan it for a little bit and just scheduling-wise, so I really appreciate you taking the time. And, uh, yeah, man. I you love doing this.
1: It's fun, man, anytime.
0: Sweet. Yeah, JD. We'll check you next time, dude. Yes, sir. Later, y'all. Bye. dial in with the customization and we have more information on different programs and resources in our newsletter so if you haven't signed up for that do so below it's free and that is it y'all see you on the next one